Hey ladies, welcome to the Diamond Hands podcast. So you want to own a med spa? Welcome to our community and explore the exciting industry of medical aesthetics and hear from experienced med spa owners and relevant industry experts to guide you on your path. Mindset, money, practice management, marketing, find it here. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Diamond Hands Podcast. Today, we are so excited to have Kimberly Smith, the boss lady herself, hailing all the way from Maine. She owns Coastal Aesthetics. Welcome, Kimberly. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited for this. I know. I'm so excited to have you. You know, guys, I first met Kimberly, oh my goodness, it might have been almost a year ago now, and... Yeah, she interviewed, I interviewed her for my book and, you know, she's had such a great story and guys like the book writing this freaking sucks. But anyways, you know, she has such a great story and I was like, oh my God, I was like, she definitely needs to be on the podcast and now she's here. <laughs> and then Kovas shut us all down and now we're back. Exactly. Now we're back. Now we're back. So this is great. So tell us, you know, a, a little bit, Kimberly, about yourself. So I know you, you have a, a couple of, um, Tell us, like, you know, about your schooling, if you want to start there, and, like, you know, what really kind of got you interested in being in the medical field in the first place? Absolutely. I started as a registered nurse um, back in 2009, so obviously I'm 22, Um, (laughs) and I knew I always wanted to be in the medical field. I just, I love taking care of patients, whether it's in the emergency room on the floor or now in my own practice, mm-hmm. I just feel drawn towards nurturing and really helping people feel their best. Um, obviously in this aesthetics industry now, it's a little bit of a change, but it's a very much wanted change for me. I did mm-hmm. six years on the floor as a nurse, and then I went back for my master's for my nurse practitioner. Yeah. And after only a couple of years in the emergency room, I realized that my draw towards medicine was really going towards the aesthetic side because I started having treatments done myself Mm -hmm. and there was no one around me that wasn't a plastic surgeon and there was nothing wrong with plastic surgeons. They are phenomenal. They have a time and a place and Mm -hmm. I respect them dearly. But for me as a female who was 26, 27 years old, I didn't like that my options were surgery or over-the-counter Rite Aid brand, you know, skincare. So I started doing a little bit of research um, in, in the state of Maine, a nurse practitioner can work independently. Yeah. So I decided to kind of jump into the aesthetics world um, after having my first couple of injections done to me and said, mm-hmm. all right, I think there's something missing in my community, which is Southern Maine. Um, I'm yeah. about an hour north of Boston and I didn't want to have to, you know, really drive an hour to have certain services. So we started um, a little over four years ago. It was just mm-hmm. me. I say we as in me, myself, and I. It was a dream. <laughs> My husband supported me wholeheartedly. Thank goodness. I actually was pregnant with my second child when I oh my God. took all my training courses. And she was eight weeks old at my grand opening. And my oh, oldest wow. daughter was three. And now fast forward, she just turned four in March. And it's like, I don't know where the time has gone. It just... It has exploded in a very positive way. The community has really brought me in. They really see my view and my Mm -hmm. my vision of 
a more natural aesthetics approach. I think, um, especially being a female, um, we are subject to Instagram. We're subject to yeah. all of the celebrities that we see and some tough things, filters, just Zoom. You know, we're all going like this, trying to adjust and feel good, right? It's like, where's the lighting? Where's the contour? Exactly. And a lot of it is just, you know, whether you want a little peel or a full laser resurfacing or a face full of filler, mm -hmm. I mean, it's whatever you want. It's not my my choice to decide for you what you should look like. I'll tell you the safety part and I'll only do what's going to be appropriate. But who am I to say when you look in the mirror, you should look like A, B or C? Like we got the whole alphabet here, like be whatever you want to be. Mm -hmm. I will help guide you. And if it's appropriate, we'll kind of, you know, take that journey together. So, yeah, I mean, make natural faces great again. <laughs> That's our new slogan. <laughs> I know, guys. So this, no, don't, don't read into that too much. No, no. <laughs> don't read into that too much. No, no. Just, just the faces, just the faces. <laughs> So, you know, um, another question that I have for you, so I know you said you've kind of always been drawn to nursing and kind of taking care of people, yeah. you know, I, and I'm just kind of interested in like the very beginning, like the seed of that. When were, because like I know some people, like there's a plastic surgeon I talked to, he was like, oh, he's like, I knew I wanted to be a, to be a plastic surgeon from seventh grade. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I didn't even know what I wanted to do in seventh grade, you know? <laughs> And then, so, like, for you, uh, when were you like, I'm going to be in medicine? Like, who did you see? Who did you look up to? Like, wh what was it that kind of got you down that trajectory? So, I actually first wanted to be a veterinarian. I love animals. Wow. I was the person that is, like, trying to save the butterfly, um, you know. And so, growing up, my parents own a, a nursery. They own a garden center. So, I was around wow flowers and plants and outdoors, really, yeah. really outdoors. Yeah. And I always wanted to save everything, whether it was plants or animals. And then I realized that um, I would probably adopt every animal that I ever saw or bring in every injured squirrel to my house. So I was probably in high school when I decided to kind of transition and I volunteered at the hospital. I did an after-school program, kind of the candy striper, that type of situation, yeah. and it was on the post-surgical floor. And that's when I really got the itch to say, okay, this is this is what I want to do. This is where mm -hmm. I want to be. I didn't obviously know about the aesthetics part at that point, but I just yeah. knew I felt so good um, being in that environment with mm -hmm. all the heaviness of of death and illness and uncertainty and I liked being able to bring a little bit of light to these people and um it just continued from there so I'd say my freshman year of high school is when I said okay this is what I want to do and this mm -hmm. is and I and I had a close relationship with the nurse practitioner that I yeah. see um I loved my doctor but I always saw doctor our um nurse Jean so she was yeah. the nurse practitioner and she I just had this huge impact on me and would wow. bring nurse journals, would drop them off at my parents' business for me to take oh home. Oh my goodness. And it, that honestly was, was what kind of sucked me in. And I said, this is what I want. Like, I want, I want that life. So wow. that's where it all started. That's so, I think that's a, a beautiful thing though, because 
you know, you see the influence of your parents because, you know, to, to own a nursery and to take care of plants and see them from a little Nur- seed yes. to, yeah, until it grows. It's like you need to have a certain set of patience. You need to have a certain skill and science, yeah. you know, and then you have this person who's a nurse, you know, on yes, the other hand correct. in your life that's influencing you and growing that seed of saying, hey, you can care for people just like your yep. parents care for plants. I love that. And I, the funny thing is, I, I can't take care of plants at all. I have mm-hmm. my parents definitely have the green thumb. I'm always, I'm trying to grow tomatoes and I'm growing weeds and all of this, but <laughs> but but I still am like, too, my, my heart breaks if I'm trying to take a weed out. I'm like, no, it can stay. It looks pretty. Oh my so I love it. My, 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 whole, my whole yard is just wildflowers I just love to throw them and then they can grow and do whatever but yeah it's it's funny my parents definitely still because they still own their business which I think yeah. is a part of why I wanted to be an entrepreneur and yes. own my own business there are mm-hmm. no 39 years that they've owned and I'm oh, 36 wow. so I literally wow. grew up watching With them their business seven days a week 365 so I I knew it was in me I didn't think mm-hmm. it would be this magnitude um and luckily it's it's been a great influence wow i i really love that and so with with that kind of speaking about you know business ownership Mm. you know and i know you kind of said it was in you so do you believe like business ownership is a calling a necessity or both like what do you what what do you think in your opinion i think you definitely have to have um a little bit of crazy in you Um, you definitely have to have that drive of knowing that you're okay being on 24 Mm seven. Um, for me, you know, the business doesn't end when I leave the door and lock up at the end of the day. Um, so I, you know, when I say that, I feel like you, you have to have an internal drive that goes beyond, um, your gross sales or your Instagram, like you have to live and breathe what you're growing again as a seed. Because there's no one else that's going to nurture it for you other than you. And I think oh, if yeah. you if you don't have, um, and not that someone can't acquire that skill or have a life-changing event that makes them say, ah, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But I think deep down, you have to have that little seed that says, you know what? I want to be the sole provider for this establishment in blood, sweat, and tears. I'm going to get there. And I, I mm-hmm. think that's a huge part of, especially with the aesthetics industry growing, um, Mm -hmm. a lot of people reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook and say, oh, I I wanna just do this on the side. How do I start my business on the side? And it's like, this isn't a hobby. This is literally my livelihood. This is how I survive. This is how I support my family. Mm -hmm. My husband's Mm -hmm. also in medicine. He does orthopedics as a Mm -hmm. a PA. Um, Mm -hmm. So we're two very busy full-time parents that also have demanding jobs. But my business is is what I hope my children's future is and what our, you know, how we're going to have retirement someday so mm-hmm. knowing that you have to be on 24 7 I think is a really important trait that someone has to have you just have to have that extra drive to take that further step and yes. not just clock out at the end of the day exactly which is yes. fortunate and unfortunate I mean sometimes you just want to turn it off and you can't I know it's like um it was funny I was talking to my assistant the other day and I was like girl I had a dream about you she was like <laughs> why number one are you dreaming about me number two why are you dreaming about work 
I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> because you take it home, right? It's- yeah, you take it home and you can't do anything about it. It's just like there. And I, I, I really appreciate what you said, though, about, you know, you have to have a little bit of, of, of crazy, but it's, 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 or just extreme leadership. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Extreme leadership, extreme accountability, especially when you start being on step. I mean, it's a discipline. Yeah, a lot of traits. And that, you know, and sometimes I, I look at people who they get so salty when people who run businesses are doing very well and they're successful and they're like, oh, you know, they're just um, all successful and they're doing this and that and the little man. I'm like, I'm like, ma'am or sir, like, do you know how much mental sweat equity has to go into a business before they even get to that level where they can say oh I could actually go on vacation for three months and y'all can't say anything about it exactly the guilt you know it's like mom guilt there's Mm. there's own you know business owner guilt where you feel like you have to be there because you don't want someone to think that you're just walking out when really it's like this is a mental health day like I need to turn it off. I need to make sure I'm healthy because if I'm not healthy, no one's coming in. This business Mm. won't survive. And Mm. I think for me, I have been able to have amazing staff come on board Mm -hmm. that I trust to take those little pieces off my plate when it's Mm -hmm. appropriate. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I would say anybody who is building a business or wants to build a business, your product has to be unique yes you have mm-hmm. to be a safe injector but honestly it's the behind the scenes that's going to make or break the business mm-hmm. and making sure that your team has the same vision the same values and they respect you as a person and as the business owner and that they want to see the business grow well also yeah. that is so important and i i feel very blessed and happy that i been able early on in, into my business, be able to bring a couple of people on that have just become the backbone. I, you know, I really rely on them and they support me and they're like that, that third arm that you sometimes need to take yes. over. Um, mm-hmm. And I think people don't realize how important that additional staff is mm-hmm. until you get to the point of, of burnout. And it's not yeah. something you can kind of just put an ad out and have someone come. You have to find that right fit. And it might yes. take a couple of people to get there, but oh, knowing yes. what you want as a business owner and mm-hmm. what you expect is going to help weed out the people that, that don't have that same fire. I mean, no one's yes. going to love it the way I do. And I understand that and I don't expect them to, mm-hmm. but you need someone that has at least a spark to be able to kind of stay, stay with you. So, and, th- and that's true. And, and I think that also comes down to when you're in business is understanding what your individual strengths are and your individual weaknesses are. Because sometimes what we do as business owners, we tend to just kind of try and bring on people that are exactly like ourselves. And when we bring on people that are exactly like ourselves, we do not get to see those blind spots. Yeah. You know, we don't get to see those blind spots. So if everyone's always in agreement with us and it's always like, oh, yay, you know, there could be a whole part of our business that's kind of not so great. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Make, you know, having, you don't want a, a yes, ma'am. You want someone that is going to challenge you a little bit to say, well, what about this? Have you thought about that? Or, you know what? I don't think that's working out. And, and having the, 
So, you know, as a business owner too, you have to understand that you, it's self-discipline and it's, it's hard work, but you also have to listen. You have to be open to constructive criticism. You have Mm -hmm. to be able to adapt Mm -hmm. and really kind of change your plan, which I think as a nurse starting off on the, on the floor, your, your patient assignment looks fantastic. And then next thing you know, you've got a code and a post-op and there's someone on, you know, on, on the loose, you have to be able to quickly adapt, which I think is a huge thing for me and my industry with, we know the day-to-day something can go wrong. No, it's not, you know, typically life-threatening, but vascular occlusion, trying to Mm -hmm. adapt and help things out. Is there a patient who, you know, um, is, is really upset. They're 20 minutes late for their appointment. And now they're, Mm -hmm. they're irate in the waiting room because they have to wait to see us or, Mm -hmm. so you have to be able to kind of put on multiple hats quickly, um, Mm -hmm. and be able to kind of adapt to what your surroundings are. Um, Mm -hmm. and then again, have the, the people behind you that are your solids, you know, my front desk, our office Mm -hmm. manager, she, she knows what my answer is going to be. So she feels comfortable saying things and then she'll mm-hmm. grab me when, you know, the floodwaters are getting too high, but, but mm-hmm. knowing that she's good out front. So I can be doing whatever I need to in the back. And then my nurse mm-hmm. is there to support. Exactly. And, uh, and what you said, I think that was very important. And if you guys who are listening, didn't catch that your practice manager knows mm-hmm. what you would say. Yes. That's huge because it's not a good situation in a business when your team member has to constantly come back to you and say, what would you do here? What should I do? What should I do? Then you're just basically um, paying them to just... Telephone. Yeah. It's like, what are are you paying them for? You know, um, and so I think it's so important as, as business owners, if you guys are listening or those of you who are aspiring business owners to understand what your core values are, yeah. understand what your decision trees are in the most common of circumstances. Yeah. So if a, if a patient comes in and they're like, oh, I'm 30 minutes late and you're going to see me right now. Yeah. <laughs> Ma'am, there's a process for that yeah. here at Med Spa. Process is this and documenting those things and and as you grow as a business owner, guys listening, it's it's that's something that you can as you see those things pop up, you document them. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to have those core values that run your business and yeah, yeah and then people will take you so seriously, then they might not show up 30 minutes late. Yes, exactly. And, you know, and it's, it takes a huge load off of me while, you know, the, the nurses, while we're back doing the treatments, I don't know yes. what's going on out front. And, yes. you know, I can't have a tornado out there and then come out like where, you know, we can't this. Like, this isn't, we can't do that. But you yes. have to come out and see that, okay, the tension might be high, but out front, they've got it under control. They are yes. They're calm, they're cool, and they're confident in what Mm -hmm. they know they're doing is what the practice would do. And I'd say the biggest thing for that is is open communication Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and in treating that front desk like it's your, you know, holy Bible. Like you need Mm -hmm. to understand that person is a vital part of your practice. And I think sometimes we... 
we hear about, you know, finding the cute girl from Sephora or the, the nice waitress. And those are awesome things to bring to an aesthetics practice because mm -hmm. there's a face and there's an image. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have someone who you can totally trust and depend on, who is going to be really your, that's your face for the person who calls on the phone or first walks in or is the last impression as the person leaves, oh, you yeah. have to make sure that person is, is very professional. And I think as a business owner, that means you have to treat them well. And that may be, you know, paying higher than what you typically would, would do for, you know, a front desk or something like that. And knowing mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. that is the person who keeps the office going. Oh, yeah. They're the oil there. You need to treat them like that. Um, or else if you have constant turnover, you know, we know how much money it takes to bring in a new patient. Well, how much money is it going to take to bring in new staff constantly? keep yes. that person happy I mean not if there's issues that's one thing but if they're good <laughs> keep them happy oh yeah 100% and I, and I think that's you you touched upon something else that's really you know kind of a issue you know nationwide is, is a pan, or a pandemic of short staff yeah. You know, and, and, or, and in good staff, good people, yeah. because, you know, you're competing, you know, as an aesthetic practice, you're competing with the hospitals, you're competing with big establishments that have been around for 20 years that may have benefits and, and things like that. And yeah, exactly. And then, you know, you also have a lot of these huge, uh, you know, firms coming and taking over med spas and yes. creating a corporate environment. So then yes. they have a corporate infrastructure and, you know, so people are like, oh, so you're, you're, you're kind of dealing with that. And so you have to be so cognizant when you're working with your team members, how can you incentivize them to stay on? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. And, and um, I know you're, you're a, a leader and I, and I bring up this quote, it's a, it's a corny quote that, you know, but it's like, um, it says, if your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more and become more, you are a leader. So in your practice, what do you, like, how do you um, really encourage others to expand and continue to grow even with you know your within the practice mm -hmm. I'm huge on advanced technology and I'm huge on advanced education I, I, I think in another you and I were chatting before we went on and I think in another life I was a teacher because I love education <laughs> like I yes. can't get enough of it um and I think that's when you learn a new skill, it, mm -hmm. it brings your, your confidence and everything to a whole new level. Mm -hmm. um, so I want my staff to be as well educated on everything that we have as possible, because then they all realize that they're a vital part of the team. Mm -hmm. I'm calling mm -hmm. on someone else who might be the expert because I'm, I'm not, I haven't had time yes. to be the expert on this particular device. And that's yes. my nurse's gig. And I'm going to call on her to say, hey, you, when I sent you, or we all went together to this conference, what did you get out of that? And that brings a sense of, um, you know, kind of a, an individual title for mm -hmm. them. No, I don't have laser specialists on their hat, but they know that that's my device. I, that's what I'm good at. Um, and then we're calling on them. So they're stepping up to the plate to really kind of take ownership of that. Mm -hmm. And that's something I would say when the pandemic happened, 
my practice was going in a very different direction. Mm -hmm. And when we shut down for two months, it allowed me to take a breath um, because we had kind of exploded in a really positive way. And to say, I, as a nurse practitioner, want to keep this medically geared. And I started to lose sight of that. I was letting Instagram or what people around me hmm. are doing influence what I wanted to bring on. Cool. And I'm I'm not like that. I am a leader. I, I, I have my own brain. I created this business from nothing without mm-hmm. anyone, you know, holding my hand. So why am I following these people? And yeah, it was the best thing ever. And I, I eliminated services. I mm-hmm. totally remodeled my practice. Mm-hmm. And since then we have, I thought we exploded before we, it is here now. I mean, Mm -hmm. people are driving three and a half hours for technology that we've brought on that we are the only ones in the state. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I now travel the country and speak as a nurse Mm -hmm. practitioner, the only nurse practitioner with these doctors, Mm -hmm. um, the results that we're getting, um, you know, people from other countries are reaching out. How did you get these? And to hear people call from Canada, from Australia, yes. literally call the office in my front desk. Yes. Like, Here's someone from Canada who wants to talk to you about this treatment. Uh-huh. Um, and you're like, where did that come from? I don't know. We wanted to be unique. I wanted yes. to bring things that I knew were important here. Yes. And, um, you know, so now my staff, we, we, are seeing treatments that we're kind of helping create protocols for and we're leading forefront and people are asking us our opinions. And so they love that I'm giving them the ability to kind of be part of something new and big. And I think that will drive someone more than anything else. If if you feel like you're a member of the team, why wouldn't you stick around? Um, Why wouldn't you continue to work hard? Because who doesn't want to feel appreciated and important at their job? Yeah, and, and that's huge. And and and, and um, I, I love that you're a public speaker and that you've been doing more of this nationwide. And yeah. that's even and and that's another residual income stream itself. Nurses <laughs> out there, just saying, just saying. So you know, just tell us a little bit more about that. So how did you get into the expertise of you know the laser equipment? How did you? Um, get to start speaking around the country? What relationships did you forge in order to get that going? Tell us more about that, because that's very exciting. Yeah, you know, for a, a little girl from Maine, when I go to these conferences, so I'm I'm going to Orange County in two weeks, and yeah. um, my first speaking gig for the company Alma was last year at their big annual event. Yeah. Um, there was like 400 people. I've never wow. done public speaking, and I was like, Okay, sure, I'll fly across the country and do that during a pandemic. Um, And it was phenomenal. Um, And really, what what got it started was I have an awesome relationship with my laser rep. Mm -hmm. Um, And we all, if you're in the industry, you know, sometimes a rep can get a bad name. They can be a used car salesman. They're following you around. They have a job to do, and we get yeah. that. They need us to buy in order to live. I mean, mm-hmm. it's business. We understand mm-hmm. that. I was unique in the sense I met my first rep six months after I opened my doors. He came mm-hmm. in. I was still a sole independent provider. I had no one with me, and I'm like, you want me to spend how much on a device? Okay, <laughs> here's my left kidney. 
and my firstborn child. Like who can afford these things? And learning with him kind of, okay, this is the best device. It's a multi-purpose device. You can now do five or six things Mm -hmm. and the price tag, yeah, it's a little bit expensive, but if you bought each individual device, you'd be quadruple that. So I I had good support from the very beginning. He left one company and went to this newer company, which is Alma. They're kind of up and coming in the US. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I just feel like it was the, the timing of everything. I was in the market for a new device here and there. Mm-hmm. I brought them on and I, I I like to be the expert in whatever I'm doing. So yeah. I brought my mom in, my sister, my staff, myself. We played around and mm-hmm. the device, we started getting fantastic before and afters. And I'm really big on social media. I run my own Instagram, which is yeah. another job, but <laughs> it's me, it's my voice. And I had someone else try to do it. And my, my patients noticed, they're like, oh, I didn't really like what you had posted. And I was like, yeah, that wasn't me. And you're right. That didn't sound like me. So Mm. I was big on social media posting as before and afters. And then they called and they said, are you like, what are your settings? What are you doing? And Mm -hmm. it turned into, oh my goodness. Okay. Well, can we ask about your settings? Would you be interested in flying to Philadelphia? Would you go here? Would you go there? And it was like, okay, sure. And what I really like and think is unique is as a nurse practitioner, solely owned company, Mm -hmm. when we go to some of these conferences, it's a lot of estheticians and nurses and NPs. And sometimes Mm -hmm. they don't feel comfortable talking to the plastic surgeons. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm kind of that resource for, I don't want to say an everyday person, because I I think I'm more than that, but the everyday (laughs) person who, who might think, well, that's a plastic surgeon. Obviously, he can afford all those things. No, I'm just a nurse practitioner from Maine, and we have five devices. Mm-hmm. You can do it. You just need to you know, align yourself with someone who you can trust and have some faith in. And for me, that, mm-hmm. was, that was my rep. And four years later, we still work together. Um, wow. And he's helped me kind of make my way up. He's my little cheerleader. We're actually doing... Um, uh, I'll be talking in Boston at the end of the month at our first New England event in like, I don't know, three, four years. Wow. So I'm so excited to kind of have it in New England. I just have yes. to drive car. I don't have to fly in a plane somewhere. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that way, kind of the New Englanders can, they can come see and hear mm-hmm. all of us talk about the devices and how it's really changed our practices and mm-hmm. um, brought us to a different level that I didn't think was possible. Wow, that's so exciting. Oh my goodness. Well, if you have information about um, that engagement that you're speaking at that's open to other injectors, you know, let me know. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. Beauty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can find it on our page, Business of Beauty, um, September 26th, that weekend. So Excellent. That's so great. Okay. And, and, and so I do want to ask you kind of in closing, that is my signature question, but what are your biggest words of advice? for those that are coming in the industry who want to, you know, own a med spa business? What's your words of advice? Know your limitations. Mm -hmm. Don't get sucked into um, the Instagrams and the fads. And and remember that everybody started small. So when you start comparing yourself to these businesses that have been around 10, 15 years, they've got 66,000 followers on Instagram, They started with one, they started small. Build your practice based off of what your needs are 
and the people will come and mm -hmm. then kind of gear what your practice will be based off of what your kind of core values are and what the demand is, not what you see as the hot next thing in California. Well, I'm in Maine. That's never going to work here. Or, you know, it may take a while to work here. Um, but just because there's an awesome um, practice out there that does it, let them be that, you know, own that. Find what's unique to your area and let that be what makes you stand out. Um, but always remember, they started small. Don't compare yourself when you're just starting off. Just make it through and have your own little mini goals every six months kind of reevaluate. Just don't get sucked into the, you know, popularity contest of Instagram and all of that. You really got to keep it small. That's such excellent advice, guys. I, so keep it small. Keep it, keep small. it small. <laughs> <laughs> that. And so um, tell us, where can we find you on Instagram, your website? You know, how, how can our listeners find you? So yeah, um, we are, our website is coastalaesthetic.com and we are Coastal Aesthetics ME for Maine on Instagram and Facebook. So we are very active on all of those areas. Um, we have a fantastic marketing company that does our website. Um, I'm really proud of what we have built. Our website doesn't have one stock photo. Every single photo on there is my practice, myself, my our actual treatment injections and videos. I want people to know when they come here exactly who they're seeing and what they're going to get. Mm -hmm. So we've really kind of put a lot of money in the last year into really making the website a true representation of who we are. And same thing with our Instagram. I think mm -hmm. it's so important for, you know, people will shop around fillers, filler, you want someone safe, but we know Groupon people shop around. Um, we don't do anything like that. And a lot of patients will come to us saying like, I saw you on Instagram and I liked you. So I looked at your website and it was perfect. That's what I want. So, yes. you know, be authentic, be stand out. You have to in this industry these days. And yeah. if you're the, if you're the face and the leader of the practice, let people see that. Um, Instagram should be fun, but educational let them know yeah. what they're going to get when they come see you and they'll come they'll they'll come on it that's so awesome like what you heard please leave us a review i appreciate you listening and your support follow us on instagram at plan life happens and comment on this episode's post also i appreciate your feedback and ideas improving is the name of the game i'm leslie tracy your host thanks for listening